Can I Steal You for a Second, a Bachelor Nation podcast, hosted by Ashley Young, Shay Corrigan, and Natalie Zamora. Hey, everybody. Welcome into the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast. I'm Ashley Young, here with Shay Corrigan, Natalie Zamora, who have run the ship the past few weeks as I went MIA, but I'm super excited to be back. And I think tonight might have been the best episode of the season. Got a little heavy, but it had some great group dates, great talking points, and I'm really excited to be back and dive into that with you guys, if you'll have me back. (laughs) Absolutely. And I don't know if it's just that we are in month 12 of 2020 and, you know, I will take anything, but like, I am so, I said this last week and I think the week before, like, I'm so into Tasha's season like she's such a delightful lead her cast all seem like maybe not across the board but like vast majority really good guys like really game to like do the sort of both silly and emotional quote-unquote work of being on the bachelorette where it's like you have these moments that we'll get into of like classic bachelorette drama but for the most part it's like two solidly enjoyable hours of like watching someone date a bunch of other people <laughs> for all like that that is like it's I don't know it's after Claire's season and even like Peter's season like it's it feels weird to be like I actively like watching this and again I don't know if that's just like speaks to Tasha and her season or just 2020 but that's where I'm at um I totally agree I'm like enamored with Tasha. every time she's on the screen she's glowing and therefore I feel like I am glowing by association so yeah I think this year has been a lot of burnout I've watched way too much tv and I still look forward to tuning in and seeing her on the screen so uh good on ABC for you know fixing what was maybe a little messy of a first half of the season. I think we're on the right track. So I'm excited. I'm excited to be back. And I think the season has really turned itself around. Yeah. It was like, I feel like I'm saying it every week that Tasha has been on, but I'm like, this is the best episode so far. And now I'm like, no, this week is the best. Like it has such great moments. And I actually feel like it's genuine. Whereas other seasons, you know, there are people there for the wrong reasons, or just annoying people, catty people, and this is kind of like 10% drama, which surprisingly, that's all I need, because there's so many cute parts, so I am just obsessed with the season. I couldn't agree, and I think that I definitely am guilty of not necessarily being the most interested in, like, the lovey-dovey there for the right reasons, and I, even I am being a sucker this season and falling in love with these moments. Um, and another weird thing, this episode started with Chris Harrison, MIA, <laughs> off being a family man, dropping a son off at college. And I really like that because, again, it's this moment of breaking down the hyper production of The Bachelor. They're quarantining, they're figuring it out, working from home, what have you. I kind of loved that moment. Yeah, it was just funny. I'm thinking, like, so is he going to have to quarantine when he comes back to be in the bubble? But I agree. It was cute. He was like, I have like a family or a personal issue. And then he's like, I'm taking my son to college. Everyone was like, oh, okay, that's fine. You can leave then. Like you have a life. It was definitely cute. It was a great little like micro bachelor moment where he, it, it had the buildup of like, I'm not going to be the one to yeah. with Rose. Like I have something to tell you all. And then like, I'm just taking my son to college. And it was like, oh, <laughs> all just fun family stuff. And then off he went. 
I loved it. I'm really like eating up this like humanized version of The Bachelorette. I think they're setting a really good precedent. Um, and I'm excited about Matt's season, but we'll get into that later. We don't need to jump the gun. Um, so then we open up first date of the episode. Uh, Tasha has a one-on-one with Zach. And I had some mixed feelings about the date, but I'll leave it up to you guys. What did you think of this date with Tasha and Zach? Um, Shay, I think that you liked it more than both of us, if you want to take the lead here. I thought it was cute, but I'm still not, you know, Zach isn't my favorite yet. I like him, but he's not my favorite yet. So I, like I yet. you're very, yeah. like, yeah. optimistic about it all. You're like, oh, look, I'll see. I'll wait it out. Adeline and I are on opposite sides of Zach and Ben. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah. like eh, Ben, like, I'll get there. We'll see. And this episode was big for me on that, but I'm like already there with Zach and she's the opposite. So who knows where we'll be next week. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, okay. So I will definitely say like the date itself was weird. The fact that they were having them dress up in like wedding attire mm-hmm. uh, was just strange. Like any other clothes would have been like fun, old timey photo shoot or whatever, or even just like, if you go full America's next top model photo shoot, like that'd be fun. Yeah. But, and I think one of them even says it where it's like, it felt like what it could actually be in a couple of weeks to like be in those like, uh, like costumes and like role-playing uh, wedding. And it seemed like a weird, like, I don't want to say like advantage to give Zach, but like, it didn't seem, I hate the word fair, but like, I don't know. It just, it felt weird on like multiple levels. Uh, I did love the photographer though. He was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. his um, pink shoes his like little like <laughs> loafers he had on incredible <laughs> and his shorts he had the great great looks going all over the least <laughs> practical photographer yeah. I've yeah. ever seen but I loved it he knew he was going to be on tv yeah but I what I liked more than like the photos I also know that it occurs to me I don't do we get to see the photos I'm sure they'll put them online but I feel like if you're going to do a photo shoot you need to show the photos um but I really liked the sort of date or the dinner date part of the story where they were where he was sort of telling her about his um you know background and history with addiction and how he sort of got to where he is now and like he is on the board and like runs his own um uh rehab clinic and like it just it was I don't know I really enjoyed sort of him hearing that and I think it followed nicely from um last week's episode with Ivan talking about his life and at the time we did not know this but like preceded nicely what we got from a lot of the other men and it was just I think again with this sort of like unfamiliar purity of the bachelor uh or the bachelorette where it's like it just seemed like genuine and nice and like I am like the biggest cynic you will find with this show and it seemed like oh like this like this was a nice moment and it was uh nice to hear them sort of all it's nice to see them all sort of open up and you saw it with Brendan before you saw it with Ivan like it's there's something very I don't say comforting but like just and I'm gonna use again the word nice again like nice about you have all these guys that seem her to be her favorites and they're great and there are favorites and they take advantage of the one-on-ones to really like open up and like it's all that corny stuff and I'm like whatever I just I need it to be 2021 I need to go back to being a hard <laughs> person but instead I'm just here being like, oh, Zach, keep Zach. I definitely, yeah, I really respect Zach for opening up like that. And I love how the guys are doing that this season. It really feels like a regular date. I just thought that the activity itself, like you said, 
it's like, eh. And then I do like Zach, but then when I look at a few of the other guys, I'm just like, oh, never mind. Zach, Zach, he's all right. <laughs> I think Brendan's still my number one, but Brendan hasn't gotten any time in a while, so I always forget about him. And then he yeah. would make like a cameo at the end of the episode. And I'm like, oh yeah, my guy, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Well, it's hard when Tasha's so charming and these seems like such mm-hmm. a genuine group of guys. So I'm like, oh, is it just two nice people that I could see making a nice couple or is there <laughs> actual chemistry there? And I'm so victim to the recency bias. Like when they're yeah. on a date, I'm like, wow, they're so cute. And then I like, Brendan, I forget about him. What about that date? I could have told you he was going to win it four yeah. weeks ago or whatever it was. And now I'm like, wait, which one is he? Do they, have they spoken since that date? It's Whoever is on. season whoever is on the screen is my favorite yeah of like once you get to like the top tier of those like three or four whoever's on the screen is my favorite at that moment <laughs> I was gonna say careful now there's a few people that pop up on the screen and there's I'm still like some <laughs> oh man so yeah it was a weird wedding day I don't know I don't know some of these dates this season have I know they're limited and whatever whatever but some of them a little questionable also weird and then I will let us move on but it occurs to me now they mentioned or he mentions on this date like that he's also um divorced Tasha's divorced Brendan's divorced not a problem but like again leaning heavily into the like we're gonna just like pretend another wedding when like everybody involved yeah. went through one it's like <laughs> like we're already dealing with like a slightly for bachelor standards like non-traditional engagement wedding situation here and yet we're just gonna like I don't know, get weird. Um, yeah, all around weird choice. I didn't even think about that. And now it uh, I was anti-date to begin with. And the fact uh, that they've been married and it's like, it didn't work out, obviously. Yeah. Okay, what a weird choice for two people who have been married before. She okay. said that too, where she was like, I'm uncomfortable being back in this dress because the last time, like, because I've done it before and I'm going to do it again. And it's like, <laughs> weird. To, uh, anyways. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, so again, a nice date, big conversations, heavy conversations. Um, I'm an emotional person, so I kind of like seeing the human side of these television characters. Have you guys been enjoying the more heavy conversations that we've seen this season, or are you like, I'm tuning in to escape that and like all of the craziness of the world? Um, I think that we would all agree that we like the heaviness, I'm pretty sure, based on our conversations. I love it. I feel like it doesn't feel like people are, are necessarily super uncomfortable telling it like they're coming out of their shell and they want to get emotional and vulnerable, which I like. It doesn't feel like the Claire and Jason situation that I keep going back to because I still can't get over it, where she was forcing him to tell her trauma. Like these feel like genuine, like, you know, this is part of my life and I'm a real person. So here it is. And I think it's really nice, you know, having that representation of real life problems, whereas in The Bachelor and Bachelorette, we have seen it a few times, but usually the problems are, you know, not that big of a deal not to be rude towards (laughs) former contestants. I would a... First off, thank you for bringing that up so that I didn't have to be the one to immediately hate on Claire. But it did feel like a (laughs) notable difference between like that one where she was like, like, what happened to you? Like, come up with something. Tell me something. And like the 
uh, not confessions, but the the sharing that we get in this episode we got last week felt much more like organic and willing and just part, like you said before, of like the natural getting to know you process. Uh, I would also agree, like I, I like it and I think why it works for me is because it's paired with like levity, but not drama. So you're not getting like whiplash from going from these heavy conversations and then like champagne gate. Yeah. You're, you're seeing like the heavier conversations and then you're seeing sort of like the fun that these people are having just with each other because Chase is a fun person and a lot of these guys appear to be fun people and like the activities they're doing are oftentimes fun and so <laughs> there's again and I think you said this before Natalie but like it just feels and also unusual for the bachelor and bachelor <laughs> very real in the sense like that's how things are in life like you can have some like heavy stuff but that doesn't mean that you're you know sad all the time like they're mm-hmm. the, all those things kind of coexist and the editing or production or whatever is very well balanced. So I, I'm liking the way that it's playing out. Yeah, I would add that I think when I have watched a lot of television this year, but when you watch a TV series and it's like scripted, you see character development and you see behind the scenes and there's so much buildup. And when these people come onto The Bachelor, it's like we get them for such a small window that we don't know why they are the way they are. We don't know much beyond like their new Instagram fame. And I'm really enjoying kind of understanding these guys on a more human level. And I feel like it's made me more invested in them as the season has gone on because I know a little bit more about them, not just, you know, the cheesy bios that ABC writes for them that we love to like rag on. It's like, these are real life experiences. And I don't, it's like brought them to life a little more for me. So I've absolutely loved it. And I think, yeah, the the Claire on the spectrum of, you know, appropriate how to have these conversations. We have, you know, forcing someone to discuss it when they're not ready versus bringing it up organically in hopes of building a stronger relationship. And I absolutely love that. So, yeah, it was a, it was a nice touch. And we see more of that. We can talk about it as the episode unrolls. Um, but I want to talk about the group date, which was my favorite group date this season. Um, and we had art class, which I rolled my eyes at, admittedly, right off the bat. I was like, all right, you know, art's funny. The guys probably can't draw, whatever, whatever. But I loved it. And it was so charming. Shay messages me mid-show and was like, I need you to get a screenshot of like the bad drawing. I was like, all right, haha, bad. And then I'm screenshotting them. And it was so <laughs> laughing out loud. Um, they had to draw like, you know, like nude models, I guess, with charcoal, which is kind of a hard medium if you've ever used it. And um, I'm just rambling about the nude models and the charcoal, <laughs> but it was so bad. And then they had to present their art. And I was like, this is really, really funny. They worked with clay. And then things took a turn when they did a more interpretive element of art. Um, what did you guys, what stood out to you? Like, who was your favorite um, as they kind of had a little more independence with the art date? So I, this is why, this is the great downside of doing a podcast is that I will like come on and like have these opinions about people. And then a couple of weeks later, you'll learn more about them. And I'll be like, oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. Uh, for example, I think I called Blake like a sociopath a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> um, which I don't know, could still be true. But like, and I've also mentioned before, I really like, and this I think is a product of our 
you have time talking with Dustin last season, anything that sort of like reveals like how the guys have bonded uh, in the house. And like Blake comes in and he seems to have settled into that role of like, you know, one of the, the Greek chorus guys where like he seems kind of aware that he doesn't have a shot at one point later. He's like talking about how much chemistry um, Tasha has with Easy. And so like he's he's kind of in that lane now. And he makes um, a dick out of clay as his <laughs> art thing. And the reaction, which is like, I'm not going to say funny because that's not my type of humor, but like, it is what it is. But all the guys are like, of course he did that. Like, classic Blake. And I was like, okay, who has Blake come become when like the cameras weren't rolling? Because that I'm curious. I'm curious in this new Blake. Yeah, I think also didn't somebody say later on, like, I think it was Spencer. He was like, well, Blake's always talking about sex. And I was like, since when? Um, I guess he's not getting the screen time that I don't know if he deserves, but we want to see. I think Blake has come around. He's like, like you said, he's not a front runner or anything like that, but he has funny moments and I um, don't find him annoying. So that... That's saying something compared to a few of them. Um, I think he's mellowed out on like all the stuff that seems like real aggressive and borderline stalker-ishy where now he's kind of living his best life in the mansion. Yeah. I also really liked um, Brendan's (laughs) self-portrait. So he, everyone like, that also was kind of the easy way out of being like, I suck at art, so I'm not going (laughs) to draw anything. But so uh, Tasha asked everyone to do a self-portrait and then said, you know, like open up about something um, personal to you. So everyone did. They kind of explained like their childhood or, um, you know, soft parts of their life. And then Brendan just has the the empty frame and um, says that he is, you know, waiting for that special someone, his other half, and then t- turns the frame around so that it would fit another person. Um, for Tasha, and it was like cheesy, also low effort, but also Brendan is just so charming that it worked, and I think Tasha really liked it, which is important. So I thought that was one of the highlights of the date. That was really wholesome. I was, I like audibly was like, oh my god, this is the cutest, and the camera work. So you know they probably shot it a few times, like it really made it special. But like the way the camera, it was like him holding it up and they could clearly see her on the other side of it. It was really charming. I refuse to say it was like a cheap, cheap way out because <laughs> I thought it was clever. And um, I don't know. I just like assumed he made the frame like as I was watching in hindsight. <laughs> I don't think that's the case at all. So I was like, wow, he like thought to hammer the frame together. <laughs> and yeah, I, was, I don't know what I was thinking. He is a carpenter though. Mm. See, that's why I, that is why I thought what I thought I thought yeah <laughs> yes. so um there was a couple more elements uh and people uh Bennett and Zach that I want to talk not Zach Ben Ben, ben and Bennett on that date that I want to talk about <laughs> but we're going to take a quick break before we dive into you know my two favorite contestants on this show <laughs> All right, back to the art date. There was one more guy before I wanted to jump in and talk about Bennett and talk about Ben. Uh, We want to shout out Riley, which Shay so kindly reminded me also had a sweet moment with his art. Yeah, I think like going off of what we were saying, like like last week we had Ivan's great moment. The beginning of this episode, we saw Zach. And 
the art date was like very goofy with like the bad charcoal and the like the color of the clay was real rough the clay productions were real rough like that was also like a very humorous um day and i don't think anyone fully expected the heartfelt turn that the you know performance art section of the day like came out with um and you ended up hearing from a lot of the guys they really opened sort of up about their like upbringings and also like what they saw in the future for like what they wanted with like families and lifestyles and all that kind of stuff in a way that I think flowed really nicely with like the vibe of the season that we've had um and Riley I think was one of the ones that stood out for me where he talked about his relationship with his mom um and meeting up with her later in life and sort of telling her what he was looking for and sort of the reasons behind that being that like it wasn't necessarily what he had growing up and it was just like I know we've all become like so sort of corny and easy marks but it was just I was like oh like, this is like really sweet and Riley was our previous I mean still is like reaction star but it was like <laughs> he's another one that you don't you haven't seen get a ton of like time to sort of really open up and it in a you know strategic way I guess like he really you know embraced the potential of the date but it was also just as an audience like nice to see another side of him um before we inevitably went into uh petty territory what a transition I'm like still jumping again to talk about Ben because <laughs> I think yeah moments are what inspired him but I'm gonna pump the brakes really quick um and we admittedly as a podcast mm-hmm. um perhaps weren't part of the Bennett fan club when we're reading his bio we kind of like made some assumptions stereotypes Bennett won us over and was actually really funny he's walking around in his face mask we're like oh we like Bennett and Bennett is a condescending petty <laughs> nightmare and I'm back off I need to retract our attraction because we yeah. were right about Bennett all along he I don't think it's an edit by the producers I truly think that he is like this pompous condescending nightmare of an individual and he really doesn't think that he's doing anything wrong that's why I buy into it he's so confident that him and whatever beef he thinks he he has like he's his own worst enemy breathe so (laughs) on this art day right everyone's having tender moments and Bennett is like mocking um Zach not Zach why do I keep saying Zach he's (laughs) Noah Bennett like mocks yeah. Noah for like asking him oh, yeah. to sell privilege and he's like trying to overcompensate like I've had a hard life too it's okay Bennett if you haven't or if you have <laughs> it doesn't matter just be sincere with what you're saying why do you feel the need to like diminish everyone to prove your point in anything you're ever talking about so Bennett I was so annoyed when everyone's having these tender moments we talk about Riley talking about his mom and Bennett is kind of just like not really opening up, just saying, hey guys, I've had a hard life too. And that was it. Like there was no context, there was no story. And yeah. that was when I officially like, all right, scratch him, he's done. He's done in my book, no more chances. Yeah, last week he was on thin ice for me and this week he fell through the metaphorical ice. Uh, I think though you said like, there this isn't editing this isn't I feel like the good stuff was editing where like they made it yeah like his million references to Harvard and his like obnoxious like Chateau Bennett and like all that shit was like fun and cute and it's like now like stripped of that context it's like no like it's 
no, he just is that obnoxious guy that mentions that he went to Harvard in every possible opportunity. Like, he is the guy that thinks that, you know, uh, Noah is, like, a child and immature, and, like, he knows best for him, and, like, I don't want to jump the gun here, but, like, when he, like, arrives at the end with, like, like a gentlemanly gift or whatever, and, like, tries to give him, like, yeah. respectability lessons or whatever, I'm like, like, you are awful. Like, you're right, actually. He's so condescending. He's so... Uh, just yeah like it just the makes your skin crawl and I, <laughs> and, and, and to sort of undercut the moments that the other guys were having too which is like come on man like not only like if you're not going to participate in it I guess that's fine but don't like be a jerk about it because you think you know better or you are better or any of that stuff and it was like yeah fully up the Bennett bandwagon <laughs> Yeah, my favorite thing on The Bachelor or Bachelorette is when any of the contestants try to argue that they're not privileged. I'm like, even if you did have a hard life, I'm not going to say that you didn't because I don't know, but you're on an ABC reality show. You were like hot enough, lucky enough to get on the show and now you're going to be famous after it. Like, you're privileged. Stop. It's so annoying, but I love laughing at it. Yeah, no, the irony of Bennett being like, he's a white male, <laughs> and like, that is, maybe you guys haven't heard this term, white privilege, I don't know, like, maybe toss that one around, like, Harvard educated, yeah, like, education's a privilege, and yeah. like, pretty privilege is real, and we've seen yeah. him making moves on LinkedIn, he's obviously employed, yeah. <laughs> and in 2020, having a job is a privilege, Bennett, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As you love to remind us, you went to Harvard. Like, if you weren't privileged before then, you are now. Like, that's how this works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, Harvard's an incredible, like, institution of networking. Whatever. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole because I (laughs) want to talk about Ben. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, Ben has been a little emotional this season in a very, like, I don't say self-deprecating but he's kind of like Eeyore, like, woe is me, like, <laughs> dum-dee-dum-dum. And it's like, again, you're, yeah. like, attractive. Tasha's connected with you. Like, where's your confidence? And so I don't know what he was thinking. He decides that he needs to do something drastic at this art date. And he comes out in a robe and just <laughs> drops the robe and is naked. And presents himself as the art to Tasha, <laughs> and he's like I'm presenting myself you get all of me including this body and I was like uh how does someone so like emotionally insecure just like drop their clothes as like an offering it was incredible <laughs> so I I wanna I want Natalie to to speak on Ben because <laughs> he's her boy, but he like I feel like he and I don't know if this is like some like you know producer having fun and like egging him on, but like he seemed to think that he was getting sent home any second yeah. the entire time, and like I think his like proportion of like one on one time and group dates was like it felt like roughly average like it didn't seem like he was disadvantaged in any particular way beyond the fact that the one episode where he was like can I steal you and she was like no it's over like that's the one time like that one moment happened to him and he was forever trying to compensate for it and like so I think I I 
the intensity of how he responded was very, very funny to me. Um, and very like, oh, Ben, you need to chill out so much, my guy. Uh, but then I came around a little bit more. But um, Natalie, what was your take on, on the <laughs> art show? Yeah, I was shocked. I wasn't fully, um, you know, into that idea. Um, <laughs> Obviously, you know, he looks good. I like him, but it's just odd to be like, all right, here's my art, my body. And then he just totally ditched the portrait that he did. I feel like it would have been better if he came out naked with like the portrait and he's like, all right, I'm going to be vulnerable. And like, here's why I drew this or something like he just completely forgot about it. So that kind of seemed like a desperate, like final move, like last minute thinking I got to do something because yeah, apparently he thinks he's being sent home every five seconds, which makes no sense. Like he's gotten a lot of time with her. And even though he hasn't had a one-on-one, -on -one, like he has really good moments with her. And he even went to her door at 2.30 in the morning. Um, so that was, I was caught off guard. Um, but I think the conversation he has with Tasha um, a little bit later on kind of made up for it and was like, okay, yeah, that was actually really uncomfortable for you. And I, I guess it was cute then, I guess. Yeah, that's actually a great segue to kind of talk about a 180 because when yeah. you're watching this guy on national television, obviously he has a nice body. It's like, how is being naked when you look yeah. like that vulnerable, right? It's so easy for us to just like roll our eyes and be like, yeah. okay, like, you know, thanks, dude. And we had another really deep and heavy moment on the show. And he opens up about how he's had in his life. He struggled with an eating disorder. And it's something that he tried to navigate for like over a decade. And only his sister knew about it. Um, which A, it's not something that's necessarily discussed as openly or commonly amongst men, let alone on like national television during a primetime spot on ABC. So it was a really, I think, incredible moment for me to see that on my television screen and such a 180 um, because I didn't see it coming. I'm, I, I dabble in the spoilers, but I, I do try to, you know, respect the integrity of the watching experience. Um, so I hadn't seen that yet and my jaw dropped and I really, really appreciated him sharing that moment. Um, and it's just like, you know, I had one of those reality checks, like you shouldn't roll your eyes at the man with a yeah. nice body being vulnerable and naked because that was an experience his whole life in the making. And I got like emotional, I'm getting emotional now. It's just such, I think, again, a harrowing, heavy moment and it really, really humanized these men on my television screen for me. So I'm gonna stop spiraling and let you guys talk a little bit about it because it was just like, it was like the third heavy moment of the show. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was, yeah, it was kind of an amazing moment just cause you know, on top of being emotional and vulnerable like that, that really is something that men are not as open about. I mean, even women, you don't wanna be open about something like that. Um, it's super, super, you know, serious. And I thought that was just a really great moment. And I thought like, he's just so <laughs> like, so insecure. But at that point, I thought it was cute and kind of charming because he said to Tasha, like, I don't want to lay this all on you. But here's this and that. Um, from what we saw, it obviously could have been edited, like it wasn't that long of a story. It was kind of just like, I've dealt with this. This is the way I am. And that was that. And I thought it was it was a really great moment. I really liked it. Yeah, it made me wish almost that the moment, like the moment that he uh, had 
came out naked or came out in, I don't know, I think he came out in a robe and took off the robe. Uh, had been a whole production, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> differently. And like, I appreciate, I guess, sort of recreating how it was for like Tasha and the other guys, but it did feel not a, like sort of a gotcha moment, but I, I think it ultimately, as as powerful as his conversation with Tasha was, I feel like it was undercut by the sort of like the fact that we all had to do a double take and like I don't know delete tweets making fun of him. Where it was like, <laughs> I think you could have had you could have had that moment where if he had either had the chance to talk to her before or some other that they, they had previously discussed it, where it was like, and now he's like with that context, now he's going to do this thing. I think. I think that I would have been nicer rather than having the having like the the real sort of like act that took a lot of bravery on his part to come off as like a little bit of his like you know over enthusiasm gone awry and then doubling back and being like actually here's what's going on um but as as for his story itself like I yeah I would agree absolutely with what you both said as far as like it's it's still not, not something that's talked enough about and I think you know the bachelorette deserves credit for really letting all of these conversations be on air you could see like a different year a different season where they're like well we had our token black lives matter conversation or our token you know opioid addiction uh conversation like we don't we don't need to do them all or whatever or like or we can like let's play up Bennett and Noah instead but Mm-hmm. It feels like, and again, we don't know how long these conversations were otherwise, but it feels like they're giving everyone that's opened up sort of the airtime to sort of have that moment. Yeah, the character development I've been craving <laughs> from the show for some time. Um, it's nice. It, it humbles everyone. And I know social media is just an echo chamber of who you follow. Um, so shout out to everyone I follow because my timeline tonight was so supportive of these conversations. And that was really refreshing to me that everyone was kind of like shouting out praise, even if these people in the show never see these tweets, like my Mm -hmm. whole timeline was just like, so proud of The Bachelor for airing this, so proud of person XYZ sharing their story. I was like, wow, like this is nice. Like is change afoot? Um, Hopefully we see some more of that um, as we move into Matt's season in a few weeks, uh, months, whatever it is at this point. But I was really, yeah, like, I don't know, I was proud. And it's being so cheesy to be proud of a television <laughs> show that doesn't know I exist. But I, w- I was proud and proud of these people because I say this on the podcast all the time. You couldn't pay me money to like go mm-hmm. embarrassing myself on national television and for them to speak so candidly about really challenging experiences like, that takes a lot. So again, I'll be like the people on the timeline. Good for you guys. Like more <laughs> of it. It inspires me, I think, to just be more, like, a more honest person, you know? <sighs> anyway, get off my, my soapbox here <laughs> because we did go from like heavy moments and conversations um, to a really funny date. I was laughing. Tasha yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Easy go ghost hunting because allegedly wherever they're staying is old and haunted. Do you guys believe in ghosts? No. No. <laughs> I feel like I know Shay's answer the way she as well. I I think my answer would probably surprise you. Like, no, but also I don't, like, 
I know enough people that like have their stories and I don't have explanations for them. And like, I don't know if ghosts are the explanation. Okay. But okay. also, I, I don't know. I, I don't feel like I, it matters enough to me um, to develop a strong opinion in either way where it's like, if, if you believe in ghosts based on like personal experience, then like, I believe you, I guess. I believe people more than I believe ghosts, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I respect that. My, my like further ghost uh, feelings or analogies related to ghosts are, I don't know, would probably offend people because, well, you can talk offline. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always, I'm kind of with you, Shay. It's like, I don't really believe in ghosts. And then when someone you really like respect or someone that's not easily spooked has a ghost story, I'm like, wait a minute maybe I should, or maybe I need to watch what I say so I don't get spooked. Um, but you yeah, believe a lot of things for a lot of different reasons and like ghosts fall into similar yes. categories where like, yeah, I not believe I in like it. We, we all live in cities and I just think there are a lot more scary things that we see in the city day to day than like, yeah. I don't know, my old creaky apartment, like <laughs> with the lights flickering or something. It's like the man that's walking behind me on the street. <laughs> that's scary. Yeah. Anyway, I'm spiraling because we go ghost hunting on this date. And um, as I'm like saying, ghosts aren't scary. Um, I don't like the dark. So I think I would be yeah. scared on this yeah. date. It probably would not be my finest showing on national television. <laughs> and uh, so right off the bat, we have like the night vision, you know, camera work and Easy's walking in and Tasha jumps out and scares him and he loses his mind. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a good date. Like, this is quality <laughs> reality TV. Um, and they had a really cute date. And I don't know about you guys, but I felt like there was some chemistry there. They looked like they were having so much fun. Agreed. I would say, ghost aside, I do, like, spook and, like, jump easily. So I would have been just, uh, not a wreck, but just all over the place. <laughs> that. Like, I would not be stable at all. Um, but, yeah, I thought they were really, it seemed like he's like, they were just, and it sort of speaks to what we've been saying about sort of all along with her season. Like they seem to be having a lot of fun. The dates are fun. They seem to have fun together. There was nothing uh, sort of that tipped me off that she wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It seemed like a fun first date. Um, but I also, it, it seemed like a fun first date, but also like it's the bachelorette and you have to either be in love or not. So I feel like him just saying, um, you know, what he said just kind of made her realize like, no, not this one. So, okay. On to the next, making this process easier, um, which I kind of respect, but it, I, I was surprised. I did not think she was going to send him home. It happened so quickly. Like, I don't know, happy date. And then he's confessing his love for her. Mm -hmm. which and then they cut to her and her reaction is not even like she didn't even have a smile like you yeah. could tell she was uncomfortable so then you know you kind of think oh god and he basically went said I love you and she said bye dude see you never and that was it that was the end of easy as we know him on the show and I couldn't believe how quickly it happened yeah, yeah. I like I was confused sort of because and again maybe this is just like based off of Peter seasons and like other things where it's like she, he he was all like I think I'm like a fall in love with you blah 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 and in my mind I was like all right like the quote-unquote contestants are always like a little bit ahead like they got to sort of say that first or whatever in order to like stay in it and then like you see like she was like 
mm, no, like now that you've said that, yeah. I, mean, I don't feel the same way. So I'm going to send you home. And I think it speaks to like the strength of those like three or four guys that we keep referencing. Yeah. But she felt good enough about that. Cause you could see another season where, you know, there aren't really clear front runners or anything like that, where she's like, well, I don't feel that way yet, but like, you know, everyone's new. We'll keep going. But mm-hmm. it was like, I don't feel that way yet. And I've got these four guys that I can't decide over. So I guess I can send them off. Yeah, I think he just said it way too soon. I, you know, I don't think she would have sent him home if he was just like, I'm having a great time. And yeah. that was it. Um, but yeah, it is weird. I feel like season, all the seasons are so different, obviously. But it's just interesting to see, you know, with Peter's season, I think he, I don't, I can't recall right now, like who said I love you first and all that. But I think he was really just like trying to keep all the girls around. And with this season, Tasha isn't playing around. I feel like she's kind of just like, all right, I'm going to go for what I want. Not feeling it right now. My gut feeling like goodbye. So I like that. Trusting her gut. Yeah. I guess it's uh, easy to say goodbye when you have so many solid options in the house. You know, it's like, eh, you know, whatever. I don't need you. I got four other guys that America is gushing over. So again, I want nothing better than Tasha to have options. Like, good for her. Um, the episode ends. We can't end this episode without talking about all of the Noah and Bennett drama at the end of this episode. We come so close to getting to end on a like a rose ceremony final note, but no, mm-hmm. not this week. <laughs> and it's like, guys, I, I want my rose ceremony. Like there's a certain structure we come to expect with this yeah. show. And we haven't had that this season. As much as I love a shakeup, I want my rose ceremony. Yeah. So this is peak Bennett being um, an asshole. There's no other way to say it. He rolls up with like a gift for Noah, a gentlemanly gift, um, and basically says, look, bud, you have no social skills, so I'm going to give you a tip, <laughs> which the irony is just so rich, yeah. and yeah. he's presenting these gifts, and I know we kind of, uh, Noah was like, oh, you know, the new guy, whatever, but Noah's really turned himself around, I think, he's been on his best behavior, and we have Bennett presenting him with these gifts telling him he needs to like learn a lesson and it's just it was weird where did he get the gifts like what yeah like what I have so many logistical questions but he's like presenting these gifts and each one has like a symbol he has socks with mustaches on them and like the only place you should ever have a mustache is on your socks first of all what's wrong with a mustache (laughs) like just because you can't grow one like don't do that just a lot of really condescending digs at Noah and Noah just kind of like took it which I was impressed that he didn't turn it into a fight um on a scale of one to ten how much of a red flag is Bennett's behavior because it went from like annoying and petty to like this man I would never want him to date anyone I remotely care about yeah it really, it really, I would say a 10. Like, he's not even invested in Tasha at this point. It just digs at Noah and then pretending that he's not. Like, how does he act around his friends or just, like, acquaintances? Like, probably not nice. I don't understand when he turned into such a jerk, but he really is one now. Yeah, I would go with, like, a solid... 7.5 like I want to respect that this, the true spectrum of trash uh that men can be That's but true. <laughs> at the same time like in the bounds of like you know 
mostly verbal behavior. Like he is pretty trash. And I, I don't know. I you mentioned Noah's like about face and like Noah was a little bit of a punk when he first like was on the show and doing his thing but he to his credit knew that like the best way to play this was just to like sit back and let uh Bennett bury himself and that is exactly yeah (laughs) yeah no one ever wants the contestants fighting that's literally just a spell for you're going home like I don't understand what they get out of that because it's not a good look no one wants it no that's the perfect word to describe how I felt about Noah is a punk like right off I sound like an old lady like that punk kid like he's my age I don't know why but he was like a punk kid and I kind of felt bad for him at the end of this episode and it's like Bennett go home like get off my screen I'm actually back I'm like with my parents right now my dad like strolls in at the end of the episode like this character is still on the show like my parents are checked out they don't watch but just from kind of like you know being moseying around as the episode's Mm -hmm. on so you know it's bad if even the most of casual of watchers has reached their limit with Mr. Bennett. Ugh, yeah, he, he needs to go, which I'm hoping is next week, if we ever get a rose ceremony out of this season. <laughs> oh, man. But that was, that was it. That's kind of like sums up my favorite episode of the season. Um, I don't really know what next week's going to bring. Drama promised, as always. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you guys feeling about things? Because I'm I'm pretty hopeful and I'm excited by everything we saw today. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that it, I mean, obviously we don't have that much time left, so it has to go fast, but I'm excited that Taisha, you know, is moving the process along. I'm nervous because in the promo, but obviously it's a promo, so it might not be completely true that Brendan kind of seemed like he was getting cold feet by saying, you know, he doesn't know. I don't know exactly what he said, but he doesn't know, you know, if he could propose this early on, that kind of thing. And it's like, no, you are the best one. It has to be you. So I'm, I'm excited though. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited that it, it seems like we're going to resolve like the Noah uh, Bennett situation early, which is like the one main like point of like boy drama, which is mm-hmm. only annoying drama. I'm not excited about Again, you know, caveat of the promos, but like something is gonna, I'm afraid something's gonna have to happen to make like her decision easier or clearer. Like we're gonna find out something. And right now, like, especially like those three of like Brendan, Ivan, and Zach, like I like them all so much. I don't want either of them to turn out to be bad. So (laughs) I don't, I'm like, I'm afraid of. I don't know if it's something reasonable, like a fear of, or not fear, but a reluctance to propose after a couple weeks. That's okay. I can move yeah. with that. But I'm bracing myself for like a bombshell. Yeah. We don't need any like wives, girlfriends yeah. coming forward, anything of that nature. All right. Well, on that note, we will wrap it up. We'll manifest no secret lives coming forward because we love the cast this season. Only wholesome truth. <laughs> So, yeah. yes, manifesting <laughs> a happy ending for Tasha because she deserves it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm happy to be back. Thank you guys for welcoming me back on the podcast. Um, and catch us next week. You can listen to the podcast. Go like, subscribe, follow us on, on social, all that fun stuff. We appreciate you guys listening. And we're excited to be back next week. Bye.